Betty and Rita have a podcast. Well, that's an in-joke for the three people uh, <laughs> <laughs> who are fans of community. Indeed. Um, that's uh, that's assuming they've got three people listening. So, Well, yeah, that would be exciting. That would be exciting. That would be exciting. So, hi, uh, Betty and Rita. Um, we are doing this podcast for our own amusement. If anyone else gets any amusement out of it, then that's... Yay, double That's a thumbs bonus. up. Double thumbs up, absolutely. Um, we haven't even really decided on a, the name of our podcast yet. Yeah, um, just we, kind we, of inspired by... We, yes, we're inspired by, by other... Inspired by, are we allowed to say that? Are they going to sue us if oh, we say inspired well, they by? they might do. Yeah. They might be predisposed to that. I believe <laughs> other podcasts are available. <laughs> Um, but uh, this is this is a this is a film podcast, and uh, we're going to try and cover some films that we believe have been missed out. Yeah. By other podcasts. Yeah. The Brits get a um, bad deal. The Brits, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of films that we like that are British that other podcasts we feel may have overlooked. Yeah. Um, I mean, not even just like, but love. I mean, love. Yeah, Lo- absolutely. Like British films can be loved. They can, yeah, and they can be uh, uh, rewatched. Can. can we say that they can be rewatched? Can, can they be yeah. she watched? They could be she watched. They could indeed, yeah. So there this is uh, Betty and Rita's she watchable podcast. Um, so why are we doing it? We're doing it for our own amusement. We just like to talk about films that we love. Yeah, and um, you know we spent like what three months? Well, three months on my part. Half studying a film course. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> uh, you were a bit more committed to it than I was. I made it through. I don't know. I didn't make it through La Strada. Not gonna oh, lie. Fair enough. Um, I have watched it since. Didn't love it. The um, Seventh Seal. That's where it ended. The Seventh Seal. That was about the second film. <laughs> yeah, that was the second so... film into the course, and I was like, yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. So our qualifications for doing a film podcast are uh, almost zero. Mm-hmm. But we do love films. We we, we talk about them a lot. We watch them a lot. So um, we're going to inflict it on, uh, uh, on on anyone who's listening. Yes, please. That's yes. you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the remit of the podcast? So we've said that we uh, we want to talk about British films. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we have an algorithm for what is a British film? <laughs> or are we just going to, it is a swear, <laughs> it's a swear word right now. Or are we just going to guess? Uh, <laughs> I think I think, I think we can have like bendy rules. Bendy rules. For what I like that. Sort of makes up a British movie. Fabulous. So yeah, British on... director. Yes. British cast. Made in. Made in Britain. Set in. Set in Britain. Yeah. 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 So at least one British person in it. I don't at know. Least, Maybe that's a bit too loose. It depends how much we love the know. film. Yeah. I think how uh, how how lenient we're going to be mm-hmm. with. Uh, with our rules. Like if we just found an all-American film, but with Jason Isaacs in it, we could, I think we could bend the rules. I think we could, we would bend Jason the rules for Jason Isaacs. Hello to Jason Isaacs. Hello. Um, <laughs> yeah, we would, we would bend the rules for Jason. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so, the, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about one of our absolute favourite rewatchable, she-watchable she British watch- films. And yes. that is... Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz. Nice. Um, if there's anyone in the world who hasn't seen Hot Fuzz, um, <sighs> it's uh, it's 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 13 years old. Hot Fuzz. I know. It is amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was out in 2007. It was directed by Edgar Wright, obviously. Um, 
just tell those people who have just landed on this planet mm-hmm. what a hot fuzz is about. Hot fuzz. Sergeant, well, PC Nicholas Angel. PC Nick Angel. Who is living at large in London in the Met Police, doing everybody's job. Ends up getting shipped off to the countryside. And, and yeah, it's a bit boring at first, but... Oh, we'll come, goes, we'll come to that. We'll yeah, come to that. Yeah. Which bits do you want to fast forward? It gets good. Yeah. It gets good. It gets so good. <laughs> it's just good from the beginning. Who am I trying to kid? It, the, just, it the whole film is amazing. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Big town cop goes to small village. Goes crazy. It is. It's a bit like Doc Hollywood. Yeah. In, in that respect. There you go. Yeah. I've never thought about that before. <laughs> um, when did you first see it? Did you go to the <gasps> cinema? Well, I, I'm, I don't know if I might be like mashing two memories together but okay. I think and I should have done a bit more homework on the date that it was released <laughs> but I think it was released around Valentine's Day Am I, I think right you're right thinking yeah that? I think you're right because and as you say I I thought I might be wrong I thought I might be thinking about Shaun of the Dead but if right. we're both having the same memory maybe they were both released around Valentine's maybe they were Day. but I seem to remember going to um a cinema on Valentine's Day yes in Accrington that's a whole other story um, <laughs> sorry, Aquinton people. Um, <laughs> yeah, w- didn't really know anything about this film. I mean, I kind of missed the whole buzz and and love for Shaun of the Dead first no. time around. Hot Fuzz was my first. Oh, this is interesting. Edgar Wright film, right? My first Simon Pegg and Nick Frost film. No way. Yeah. So, I think that yeah, this is maybe why it's my favorite out of the Cornetto trilogy. Right. Possibly, but I do think that it is just better than Jonathan. And stop this. Stop um, this. Anyway, so yeah, I think I went watching it on Valentine's Day with my then boyfriend, and I didn't really know very much about the film. And needless to say, you know, when we get to the scene with the church tower oh. and stuff, I just thought, what on earth am I watching? You don't <laughs> I like love your goal. this. <laughs> We'll, again, we'll get to the go. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to the, to the go. go. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, but, yeah. It was a bit of a surprise film, but I came out absolutely buzzing. Loved it. That's my. I think that's okay. Yeah, that's really interesting. What about you? Well, I went to. I think we went to see it at Cineworld in St Helens, and again, I believe it was on Valentine's Day, and we saw it on the strength of Shaun of the Dead. Mm. which is one of my mm-hmm. favourite films. So this is interesting because <laughs> we're coming from two <laughs> different perspectives here. Yes. Um, yeah, I hope we don't fall out on our very first no. podcast. No, uh, we couldn't. <laughs> I don't get me wrong, I love Shaun of the Dead, but... But Hot Fuzz. I do, I do defend Hot Fuzz over okay. Shaun of the Dead. Okay, interesting. So <laughs> what makes it rewatchable for you? Oh, it's all the one-liners, I think. It's got to be all the, all the jokes, just all the... Like witty banter and stuff. It's kind of relentless. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, like, yeah, I have like an entire A4 page of scribbled, <laughs> like, for later on, best line. I couldn't think of a best line. There are too many. There are. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of good lines. Yeah. Apparently, I, I watched uh, I watched it with the director's commentary um, the other night, and Edgar Wright says that he deliberately made it to be rewatchable, which is interesting. Nice. Because it rewards repeated viewing. Yeah. There's stuff in the background. Uh-huh. Um, there's just stuff going on mm-hmm. all the time. There's, very similar to Shaun of the Dead, you've got little foreshadowing things going on. Yeah. So when he gets to the village, you see the sign for the model village, which yeah. comes up in the end of the, the film. In the 
pub, you've got a sword on the wall, uh, which comes out in the final oh, battle. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, you've got all this stuff uh-huh. going on in the background. Um, you've got the pickup truck. When he when he's first running with yes. um, with with Skinner, yeah. you see the pickup truck. Catch me and, later. <laughs> <laughs> so there's all this stuff going on. Yeah, um, the church is practically in every scene. You can just see it everywhere, mm-hmm. and obviously that's uh, it's practically a murder weapon. It just a bit. Yeah. So you <laughs> just, just got all these little things that you just don't notice the first time you yeah. you see them, and you just see different things every time you watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like the subtle. Yeah, but then once you notice them, exactly. You're like, how did I not see this? Before? Exactly. How exactly. did I not notice this earlier? So, how it on under the heading of how did we not notice this earlier? <laughs> we'll go through the cast, which is which is predominantly. I say predominantly British. I think everybody is British. Yeah, I think everybody. I think is. everybody. Um, Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton. I, um, I had I had a, I had a sudden. I had a sudden thought that Timothy Dalton is Welsh. Have I made oh, that up? Have I, I made know. that up? I don't know. We've researched this so well. Um, <laughs> but clearly, clearly been doing our homework. Clearly doing our homework. Footnote. Timothy Dalton is indeed Welsh. At the time of recording, this still makes him British. But watch this space. But I've got a list here. Edward Woodward. Jim Broadbent, Bill Nye, Martin Freeman, Steve Coogan, Rafe Spall, Paddy Considine, Timothy Dalton, mm-hmm. um, Billy Whitelaw, Kate Blanchett, Olivia Coleman, Alice Lowe. Yeah. It's a it's a veritable who's who. Julia Deacon. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you've just got it, 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 I don't think you can get any more British. It, it's impressive. It makes love actually look like they're not even trying. Absolutely. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, it makes it look Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, so the cast. I mean, that's how well, British director, British cast. It's a British film. Mm-hmm. How British is it? Do we think? Can it get a ten out of ten? I you, you yeah. can't you can't peak. Well, I you feel like we're going big podcast. or going home. Maybe you but think ten out of ten for the first. Ooh, I don't know. Got, there's got to, there's always got to be room for improvement. I think you've got to give it nine and a half yeah, because okay. there's at least one we'll non-British cameo. So there is yeah. Which is where I was coming around to. Yeah. It's almost like I've planned this. We'll come around <laughs> to that with the how have we not noticed? It's almost like this you before. know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so how have we not noticed before? Oh. That Kate Blanchett um, has a you know fairly obvious cameo once you know. This film has been out for thirteen years. You've seen it how many times? I have seen it. I don't know. I've lost count. It's got to be double that. Like like twice a year at least because it's literally. I have it on Blu-ray. It's on ITV2. Why oh, on ITV2? Put it on your first channel. It's that good. No, ITV2 is um, amazing. For it is. It is good for films. Yeah. Um, you know, every time it's on, I end up watching it. How did I only find out three weeks ago that Kate Blanchett is Janine? I have no idea. I don't know. No idea. And once you once you see it, yeah, you can't it, unsee it. You can't unsee it. No, she's got the eyes. She does. The eyes. She does. So Kate Blanchett is oh. in the. Uh, is it is in the. The boiler suits. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a more technical Wait. name for it than that. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. Should we call no, it a COVID gonna... suit? Let's call <laughs> it a COVID <laughs> suit. <Yeah>. The PPE. <laughs> she's in the PPE. She's in the PPE. Yes, in the she, suitable um, PPE. She's uh, Nick Angel's uh, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, apparently so she's a big big fan of Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, that's how it came that's about, how it came isn't about, it? Yeah. 
Um, we've got Peter Jackson, mm-hmm. who is the Santa. Yeah. See, I knew um, about that one. That wasn't that a one. surprise. I knew about Peter Jackson. Uh, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright's mums. I know, as the judges. They are the judges of the Village of the Year uh, competition. They're acting their little socks off at that point. They really are. Yeah, Yeah, they really are. Good faces, mums. Definitely. Good good effort. Another thing that is not a cameo, but um, they mentioned on the director's commentary, there is one particular bit where Timothy Dalton looks right down the camera. Oh yeah, I've seen that. And yeah. once you've seen that, you can't unsee it. And they thought about cutting it out. But it's actually accompanied went, by no. by a, a a sound cue now to even just to try and dis- distract <laughs> you a little bit from it. I don't it. know if it's distracting it or if it's drawing yeah. attention to it. I know. But all these things that once you see them, you you just you can't unsee them. Yeah, you just kind of want him to also add like a little winking at that point as you well. You do. He practically yeah. does. He's practically winking at the camera. Yeah, yeah. Mm. touching his nose. He is. <laughs> So how how British is it? We we reckon nine, nine and, and a half. half out of ten. I yeah. think that's fair because we need to fair. have a little room for the new room. room. Yeah, definitely. You know, we don't know where we're going yeah. yet. Yeah. So. We haven't watched Downton Abbey yet. We're probably not going. <laughs> is that to. a thing? That's, <laughs> that's not. We're going to do that. <laughs> so, more importantly, how many degrees of Richard Curtis? Um, <laughs> I, I came up with Bill Nye straight away. Yeah, uh, he's in about time. Right. So that's like one degree. Yeah, I was that's just going to say degree. this can't be difficult. No, absolutely I, not. Yeah, I feel like we're setting ourselves too easy a task trying to, you know, seven degree to Richard Curtis yeah. or something. Yeah, we, we've got like, this down to one. This yeah. is one degree you can get from mm-hmm. this film. You can get from Hot Fuzz to Richard Curtis in one film. Yeah. Um, also, Nick Frost is in The Boat That Rocked. Yes. So it's just... There we go. We're, we're, yeah, we're all over it. It's, yeah. it's incredibly British. <laughs> it's incredibly it's British. Very... It's earned the point 0.5. It's I think so. It's upgrade from 9 it to has, 9.5. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Most valuable person. MVP. MVP, yeah. Um, for me, it, Timothy Dalton. Because yeah. even though there's so many fabulous British people in, and I've already professed my love for Jim Broadbent, love him, um... Timothy Dalton, yeah, like they they wrote Jim Broadbent's character Frank specifically for him, but with Timothy Dalton, I don't think they did. I think they wanted him to be in the film. I don't know if they had him in mind specifically for Simon for Skinner. Skinner, yeah. But I just think he plays him so well. Like he's so sleazy, and even from his very first scene, like you mentioned earlier, running, <laughs> running through, and there's so many like I'm a little slasher. insinuations <laughs> as to who he's gonna be. Yeah, you know, it's like, well, I, I believe at one point they actually thought about having a big neon sign flashing oh, yes. up beside his bad guy. <laughs> bad guy, yeah. But then they couldn't find a sign that no. said that, so they they been that idea. But that opening scene is just fantastic. It's but great. then you kind of at the same time you think, oh. You know, it could just be red herrings early on and stuff like yeah. that. Um, but I just think he plays him so, like his character, just perfectly. I think you're right. I, I can't think of anyone else who would have been able to do that. Mm-mm. That that character. No, a character that wasn't maybe specifically written for. Exactly. Them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he just he just reads it so well, and and he just gets all those little nuances in. And, you know, like you said, where he just looks directly at the yes, camera yeah. at one point. But they leave it in. Because exactly. they're just like, that the great amazing. Bit. When he's got the picture himself on the wall <laughs> yeah. in his office. Yeah. And he has the exact same, <laughs> exact same exact smile. smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I assume that... No, actually. 
Yeah, no, that's just amazing acting because apparently mm. the picture on Nick Angel's uh, ID badge yeah. looks exactly like the face he's pulling at the time uh-huh. because they took a still from the film uh, and then used that picture okay. as his ID badge, which is why he looks exactly like nice. that. Um, but they can't have done that with Timothy Dalton because he's no. in he's in the scene with the picture. Yeah. So it just shows what an amazing actor he is. Oh yeah, he has got that yeah. like slimy smile. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just bob on. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I do think yeah, I think you're right. Maybe yeah, maybe he is the MVP. But I just think it's it's just such a good ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. It's a good argument for the being an ensemble cast, Oscar. Oh yeah, um, which has that been is, talked about. That should be a thing. It should be a thing, definitely. Yeah, mm-hmm. because there are there are some standout performances, but it's just everyone in it is just outstanding. Yeah, Baftas. Do Baftas do that? They don't. Do I don't that. know. I don't think. Um, I don't think there's a note to self. Research this. Footnote: The Screen Actors Guild do indeed present an award for the best performance by an ensemble cast. In 2007, Hot Fuzz was sadly not nominated. No Country for Old Men won the award. The cast included Javier Bardem, Josh Brolin, Garrett Dillahunt, Tess Harper, Woody Harrelson, Tommy Lee Jones and Kelly MacDonald. A worthy winner? You decide. BAFTAs, if you don't do this, yeah, you, you need should to do, do. this you on do. Best Ensemble cast. Definitely. Yeah. And then and then go back thirteen years and give it to Hot Fuzz. Yeah. <laughs> you should yeah. definitely, yeah. Give it to Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a better assembled British cast mm-hmm. in any film in two thousand and seven. Yeah, I like that specificity. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I could actually say that yeah. word as well. Definitely. Um, so we've done the setup. Favorite scenes. How long have we got? Uh, <laughs> um, I, I'm not sure that the film's about one hour forty five, so as long as we make it shorter than uh, the film. Okay, well, <laughs> you know, I do like a challenge. <laughs> um, right, favorite scenes. Oh my golly gosh! I don't know. I, I, I've written down all of it, um, <laughs> yeah. which is not helpful, really, or interesting <laughs> for anyone. Um, that's like a good but, primary school answer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's like a toddler's answer. Yeah. What was the best thing about the day? I all liked of all of it. Um, just introducing the cast. Mm-hmm. I think um, you, you've got who've you got in the first five minutes? You have got Martin Freeman, Steve Coogan, Steve Coogan, Bill Nye. Yeah. Um, the 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 creme de la creme of British comedy. Yeah, absolutely. And then you get to the station. And you've got Jim Broadbent, you've got the Andes. What? Jim Broadbent. Great unanswered questions. What exactly do the Andes do all day? (laughs) Well, they sit around looking like, is it CID? CID, yeah. Um, Smoking? If you notice on the... uh, Having moustaches? On on the day planner behind them. Yeah. It's completely blank. (laughs) I didn't notice (laughs) that. They do nothing. That sounds about right. They do nothing, yeah. Yeah. But you've got, got, uh, yeah, Riff's Ball and... Paddy Considine, mm-hmm. um, Olivia, Olivia Coleman. Coleman, yeah, and then Edward Woodward, mm-hmm. and you just you just watch it, just going, how many more British treasures are they going to dig up for this film? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just love all of that, um, and then obviously Timothy Dalton, who's running. Now this is another this is another section. This is another. This might be a, a 
an, an, an intermittent section. This might not mm-hmm. come up on every film. Okay. But we like running. We do like running. We like running. watching films. We like running. We do like running. So Even if sometimes at the time we don't think we like running. Yeah, I mean, to be do. fair, to be fair, I've set that up wrong. We don't like running. We like stopping. Yeah. I like stopping. Stopping's my favourite. I like that I get more calories to eat yes. more cake. I like biscuits. Yeah. Yes. So we're yes. not fond of running. But we do. We run. We, we do. Run. We do. So um, so the running in this film. Yeah. Um, There's you, a lot of it. There is a lot of running. Yeah. Um, Samford has its own, was it 5k fun run? He's got a Samford 5k fun really? run t-shirt oh on. My. Yeah. I've actually never noticed that. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, you must be able to get them. You must be able oh. to get those t-shirts. I'm going right. straight on. T-shirt makers, if, if this isn't doesn't a thing, exist, please make it so. Absolutely, yeah. Make it so. Make it so. Yeah. I'm pointing at the recorder as well, Do being it. serious. Yeah. yeah, that's fab. A 5k fun run around Samford. Yeah. Well, you could actually do that. You could you could go on you could. holiday to Wells and you and could run around there. You could. I think that yeah, this is uh, she watchables on location. <laughs> it's like it's like Let's holiday it. holiday on the buses. <laughs> so yeah, there's some running. Um, there is. The, there's Timothy Dalton running. Yeah, Timothy Dalton is you know hats off to him. He is in good shape in this film. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when has he not been in good shape? Fair point. He's yeah. James Bond after all. Yeah. And Simon Pegg obviously has form mm-hmm. um, in Run Fat Boy Run. Yeah. Oh. oh, another film. Another film. Another film. Another film. <laughs> yes. That's going on the list. Um, I, I believe I, I did do a little bit of research to see if, if Pegg was actually a runner. Because I he? thought maybe he is a runner. Because yeah. he does some running in this film and he, he ran in Run Fat Boy Run. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find anything. I did find that he's got in some serious shape for a, a film that's coming out soon. Um, oh. Google it seriously. He's okay. got in some serious shit. Really? Sadly, the film looks absolutely dreadful. Oh, I thought you were um, going to say like the new Mission Impossible films. No, or no. Something. He's kind of playing um, some kind of uh, wild herd um, crazy person. Great. I wish I could remember <laughs> what it was called. Okay. Again, terrible research. <laughs> um, but so no. Well, so you I can don't see think why we struggled runner. with the film course. We're not good at homework. Clearly, <laughs> yes, that is true. Very good at the film watching. Yes. Not so good at the writing things down. Yes. Yeah. I um, agree with that. So, yeah. Well, so I think... Great, great chases. He... I, I read somewhere that he'd, like, lost something like two stone. Yeah. To get himself fit enough to play Nicholas Angel. And, um, oh, because he's got advanced cycling as uh, one of his qualifications as uh, PC Nicholas Angel, um, he actually learnt how to do the whole bike skid bit as well. Which is very impressive. Which is very impressive. <laughs> especially when it's added with advanced cyclist. As like his, you know, on his CV. It is on his CV. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's good. So yeah, so lots of running. So we like the running. Um, the murder scenes. I don't know how you feel what about the murder scenes. What makes you think it's murder? <laughs> murder, murder, I can't murder. even say it. <laughs> murder, murder, murder. Now, you're not, you're not a fan of gore, are you? And, uh, yeah, I don't... So how do you stand on those scenes? Do you fast I... forward them? No. Oh, you... no, no, no. I can't fast forward them. I, it's, I don't know what gore it is because, like, Shaun of the Dead, I find the gore in that. It's quite like, gory. Can, can be quite gory. Yeah. You know, intestines coming out here, there and everywhere and things like that. It's very graphic. Hot Fuzz is graphic, but for some reason I can tolerate it. There's a lot of digital blood. Yeah. A lot of digital blood everywhere. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe in your subconscious you're aware 
it's not real. Yeah, maybe. But I feel like out of all the gory bits in Hot Fuzz, the worst bit is the least gory. And it's, you know, spoiler alert, um, Timothy Dalton at the end oh with my. the church spire yes. from the model village through his chin. Yeah. Oh, Ouch. oh. And then when he starts talking, I'm like, no, oh, stop it. And I have to yeah. actually cover my eyes. Yeah. But the rest of it, it it's fine. It's kind of know. cartoon gore. Almost. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I can cope with it. Yeah. I can cope with it. Yeah. I think it's grew. It's grewy. So I'm okay maybe with a bit of like, like you say, cartoon. Yes. Blood spatter, whatever. Yeah. But when it gets really grewy. Mm-hmm. So like, I've, uh, I confess and, you know, Rita already knows this. I have not watched The Thing because I, I don't know if I'd be able to take it. it it's took quite grewy. About, I was the age of 28 when I watched Alien. It's quite uh, grewy. It's quite grewy. Um, I'm getting better. But... My mind's working overtime now to figure out if I can make the thing a British film and make <laughs> you watch it. But, oh, uh, I'm going to struggle. Yeah, you have to come back to that on one. Postcard. <laughs> Favourite scenes? Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> and this is this is for, for quite personal reasons. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we'd already seen the film several times when we went to see it. I'm not going to say who it was. No, we don't need to. We, we saw a fairly dreadful production of Romeo and Juliet. It was not what we expected. No. It was not traditional. No. It was not advertised in a way that it gave you the idea that it wasn't going to be a traditional telling of the story. It was. It was very long. It was very long. I think I did doze off at some point. And really were embarrassingly long where people were leaving to get public transport. <laughs> um, well, that was their excuse. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Um, and I think all it was missing, that particular production, was uh, a musical item uh, at the end. <laughs> that would have made it so much better. It would have made it better. We were waiting for uh, Love Fool uh, by the Cardigans. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the Romeo and Juliet always will remind me of... Um, <laughs> That that of our real life experience. Real... <laughs> was, was it as bad as that though? Was it as was bad it? as like? No, I don't think it was. No, I don't think it was. It, it wasn't that Martin. bad. I don't think. Yeah. No, it wasn't that bad. But it was uh, certainly reminiscent. It certainly it put me in mind of mm-hmm. uh, the, the horrified look on. Nick I feel Angel's like face. yeah, maybe we had that yes. look on our face at some point. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that's um, maybe that's not everybody's favourite scene, but it, it always makes me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so here's, here's a good question. Here's a good question. So I, I love the bit where uh, they go back to... Um, uh, but goodness, what's his name? I've completely forgotten his name. What's, what's Nick Frost's uh, character's name? Danny. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my... Um, I, I really should probably have had caffeine in my tea. <laughs> they go back to, to Danny's house, they look at the DVD collection, which um, is Edgar oh. Wright and Oscar Wright and Joe Cornish's... Yeah, collective uh, collective collection. collection, indeed. Yeah. And we get the choice of Point Break <laughs> or Bad Boys 2. Mm-hmm. So my question is, someone cool has turned up at your place of work. Yeah. New person. Yeah. You're trying to impress them. Okay. You, you try and get them to, to, to go out for a drink, not uh-huh. interested, and then one day they do, they yeah. go back to your house. What DVDs do you put on to, to, to oh. show them your true colours? 
and to, to make sure that they're going to be your friend for life? I would have to go for Hot Fuzz. Not just because we're doing this. <laughs> it is my favourite comedy. Okay. It is just my favourite comedy. It's the one that I rewatch, she watch the most. <laughs> and if they didn't like it, that's that's it. That's a deal breaker. No, it's not a deal breaker. Okay. No, no, I think I can, you know. Shaun of the Dead's your favourite. We're still friends. We're okay. Well, it's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and maybe, um, you know, a bit of action because fair enough, comedy and isn't always. And, and gore isn't always people's cup of tea. No. So I could maybe pick something like Inception because... Oh, it's challenging. It's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's not a straightforward, easy film to follow. You've got to kind of concentrate on it a little bit and you make your own mind up at the end as yeah. to, you know... It's a conversation starter. It is. Yeah. And, you know, also just a belting film. It is. Great, another great cast. Yeah. Like a who's who. I think we, we can definitely American crowbar that one in. We can. We can definitely. It's got um, uh, Christopher Nolan. Killian Murphy. Killian Tom Chilling. Hardy. Tom Hardy. Mm. Pete Postlethwaite. Definitely British. Put that on the it list. It is British. Write that down. I think that actually might already be on one. It probably is. Um, so yeah, I reckon Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz and Inception. Inception. Yeah, what about okay. you? Um, I suppose you don't want them to think that you, you know, you... You're too cerebral and no fun. So, <laughs> Bowfinger. Bowfinger. That's a deal breaker. That's a deal breaker. Right. I think. Okay. If someone watches Bowfinger, they, they don't like it. That, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. I need to it's... watch that again and decide that I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it was one of those things where you're just in the wrong mood for a yeah, film. Maybe, and, maybe. and I do need to watch it and I concentrate a bit more. I love it. it. Yeah, yeah, so maybe that. Um, yeah, probably comedies, really. Um, Bowfinger and I'm just looking at my DVD collection now. Connor. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's a deal breaker. Definitely. Yeah, if you don't love Cameron Poe, just forget it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's a double bill right there. Mm-hmm. That is yeah. a good double bill. Um, Favourite scenes. I love the... I love... I just love this film. It's great. But I love the whole Columbo-style unveiling of the potential... Villain, oh, yeah, where they go to see Skinner. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, in fact, I've just written down Timothy Dalton's legs. <laughs> <laughs> I just the, written the that suspenders, down. indeed. This How very nice. evening, this very <laughs> evening, it's great, yeah. it's great. Yes, oh. Timothy Dalton's legs for a start, but just the whole it's so clever. Mm-hmm. It's a really silly film, but it's so clever because there's a really clever. Um, again, Columbo style mm-hmm. um, reason for all these murders and something yeah. to connect them. It's really clever, and then it actually turns out that oh, not that none of that's true. Yeah, the reasons why these people were killed <laughs> were just really stupid reasons, yeah. Yeah. really superficial reasons, and yet there's a whole nother level at which these crimes work. Absolutely. Um, so I just love all of that. It's so good. It's uh, really clever. Like the scene where they go and confront Simon Skinner. Yeah. And they've got Lurch stood, yeah. Well, Michael, yeah, stood in the background, just looking like ominous and and a bit creepy Still and lurking, stuff. And then yeah. they've got your two guys who work behind the butcher's counter, and also as the um, what do you call it? The pickup truck yes. guys, yeah. And they're stood there just in the window, going, mm. you know, just and at the beginning, looking, you've got again, really dodgy, meat, looking really yeah. ominous, haven't you? Uh, yeah, it's good. It's just and so clever. It is. Yeah, it's a good scene. 
And then in I, I've highlighted everything from about one hour twenty five onwards. Oh, what point could being, you possibly be talking um, about? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is Nick tooling up, uh-huh. um, which is just that. That's just like. Right, I've got to admit this. Uh-huh. I had a bit of an issue with Hot Fuzz the first time I saw it. Okay. Because I love Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And I thought Hot Fuzz was too long. Right. And I did think it got a little bit silly. Now, I know that's obviously... It's obvious. <laughs> it's obvious yeah. that it's a silly film. But I think the the whole fight at the end, the, the shootout... Yeah. The, particularly, I think it lost me at the jumping into the bar... Firing two pistols at once. I think Aww. it kind of lost me there a little bit. I just thought, yeah. They've got to shoehorn that bit in, though, because it's have... such a big deal to Danny. It is, it is, indeed. Yeah, you're and, right. And Nicholas Angel's never had that much fun being a copper before. No. And I think on uh, upon rewatching it, mm-hmm. I kind of get that a bit more. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I, I was just a little bit. Bit far fetched now. A bit far fetched. <laughs> oh, now we've, we've got a is it a bit far fetched <laughs> section. <laughs> let's do is it a bit far fetched now. Let's put that in now. Okay. Right, so I think the most far fetched bit, but I have to, I, sorry, I've got to preface this with um, is it a bit far fetched? I used to work with someone who um, didn't go to the cinema that often and came in one day having been to see uh, Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds. Yeah. And I asked her, what was it like? And she replied, it's a bit far fetched, <laughs> which has gone down in history. Um, Excellent. Yes. Um, dead, dead straight face as well. Dead straight face. Not a hint of irony. Nice. It's a bit far fetched. So, is it a bit far fetched? Yes, of course, it's a bit far fetched. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think the most far fetched bit about it, mm-hmm. when Simon Skinner um, is trying to persuade the police not to press charges against uh, the shoplifter oh, who's been yeah. stealing biscuits. And as a bribe, he brings in Maryland biscuits. Maryland cookies are rubbish. Yeah, they're not the best. No. They're, so that they're pretty flimsy. It just completely takes me out of the sea. The amount of times I've had like a Maryland cookie at the bottom of my brew because they're just not dunkable. They're not dunkable. They just they, don't... They don't taste that great. They don't taste that great, exactly. Don't yeah. sue us, though. Yeah, no, no. I mean, if you want to just send us a load of Maryland cookies... <laughs> yeah, we'll, please feel we'll, free. You know, yeah, we might we'll, change we'll our mind. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, I just feel that someone that owns a supermarket should, should know the biscuits. They should have brought mm. in some foxes... Chocolate hobnobs. I mean, isn't it a summer field? It's a summer field, yeah. Do they not have their own brand? Would he not be that trying to sell his shop's own brand? Yeah, well, I suppose so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, I'd want better biscuits. Summerfield's finest. Yes. I feel like that's a, a, a far-fetched moment. Okay. Uh, too far. Yeah. You can't bribe <laughs> anyone with Maryland cookies. No. Apart from me, please send me Maryland cookies. <laughs> or any kind of cookies. <laughs> See, I was thinking more from like a physics point of view. The far fetched bit is, you know, killing uh, Tim. Killing Tim. Yeah, <laughs> killing Tim with, with a highly <laughs> accurate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the way I that, like, that, that just like splices straight into his head and. I mean, and maybe that was kind of lucky. It was probably just trying to. I mean, if something, something like I that fell like that on was you very, from a very, height. very lucky. It was, but it, even if it had fallen somewhere near him, it would probably have. I mean, would it even fall him? point down? Like I, a church really spire, would it fall point down? Because the heavier end, surely... You would think it would turn I mean, over I'm in the I mean, I'm no physicist, obviously. No. Um, but, yeah. I feel like it would, if anything, just crush him. It, it'd still be dead anyway. It would. It's it would the be same dead effect, anyway. But you'd have it to is. be very, very lucky to hit your mark from up there as well. You would. You would. That's another thing yeah. I like about the, it, the all the deaths are foreshadowed. Mm-hmm. So at the fate, um, just before Tim Messenger meets his, his 
grisly end. Mm -hmm. um, there's a splat the rat. <laughs> I hadn't even splat the rat. Yeah, I hadn't yeah, made that exactly. connection, but yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to yeah. watch it all again. I am now. now. Every time. Everyone always who dies um, predicts their own death. Yeah. So um, I think. Uh, oh, the the um, the actors say we haven't got long. Right. And indeed, they haven't. Oh, see, I'm gonna have to. Uh, this is it. This I'm, is it. This is she it's watchable such a good again. She watchable film. It yeah. Is. Um, just every time you watch it, you see something. I hear something new. Nice. It's fab. Yeah. Yeah. Is it far fetched? Yes, of course. Yeah. But it's it's fine. Yeah. I think we started off like favorite scene. And and even though I have a list of about forty scenes, <laughs> one of my favorites is just like dead simple. They're in the car, eating the cornettos, and Danny asks Nicholas, "Have you got brain freeze?" And he's like, "No, get me back to the station." So Danny scoffs his cornetto <laughs> as fast as he can, and then goes, "Oh, <laughs> that is great." Just, yeah. yeah, I just. Yeah, it's definitely a favourite scene. It's just, just all of it. So all those just little nuances. Yeah, definitely. It's brilliant. All yeah, I like the really, really short car chase yeah. as well. The really short car chase. That's a good car chase. Though. It is. Yeah. It is a good car chase. And, um, you know, a car chase with a swan in the back. Indeed, yeah. With the swan. Yes. With Mr. P.I. Staker's swan <laughs> in the back of the car. Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Yeah, How we miss Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah, everything. Yeah. Everything. Oh, Nick Tooling Up. Uh -huh. um, the music for that. I'll come on to soundtrack in a bit. Let's do oh. soundtrack now. Yeah, should we do that? Let's just mix it up. Yeah. yeah. Let's go um, for it. So the, the music for uh, Nick's Tooling Up scene mm -hmm. was written by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, Indeed. Right. So yes. I read that he'd written two pieces of music for the film. Yes. But it, I didn't know that that was one of it's them. That bit, yeah. But yeah, I can yeah. see that. Indeed, yeah. I can. Yeah. Because it's one of the most kick ass bits of music out of the whole film. It is. And he hadn't seen any of the film apart from the bits that he wrote. Wow. The score for. He just wrote, he just saw those two scenes, he wrote that music. But that is so perfect. Isn't it? For that bit. Like, yeah. amazing. And, he, and yeah, to do that without having seen it. It is. That's pretty cool. It's great. So, yeah, yeah. so the soundtrack, um, you've got um, the, the couple of uh, bits of music that um, Skinner is listening to in the car. Mm -hmm. You've got his, uh, his diegetic music. Mm -hmm. So they're actually, um, they chose Romeo and Juliet, obviously, yeah. because of the play, mm -hmm. but also I think it was by way of an apology for them destroying um, a Dire Straits record in Shaun of the Dead. Oh, bless. So, yeah, so you got... Oh, that's uh, nice. I know, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, but it fits in. And then you mm -hmm. got Fire yes. after the uh, after the house blows up. So yeah. you've got all that stuff. You do. Which is yeah, great. It's got a good soundtrack. It does. The Kinks. Yeah. Yes. Kinks. Are, yeah. 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 There's some good tunes. There is. There is. Yeah. I like the soundtrack. And uh, some of the other original music as well. David Arnold. Yeah. And... Oh... Now, he composed the music for Independence Day. Right. That well-known soundtrack. It's it did, yes, you know, I, it does have it, it on repeat. Yeah, it does have its moments, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> Footnote. David Arnold, in addition to composing the soundtrack for Hot Fuzz and Independence Day, also composed music for many James Bond films, including Casino Royale, Skyfall... Unfortunately, Quantum of Solace. Also TV shows, such as...
such as Good Omens, Sherlock, and again, unfortunately, Stargate. Edgar Wright, when he puts the soundtrack together, is like kind of Quentin Tarantino-esque, like he means it. Yes. It's not got the same jukebox soundtrack that World's End... Sorry if I can mention even World's End. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're allowed to talk about that. Oh, dear. For me, the pain is still too near. Quickly, quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not got that same jukebox soundtrack, but it uh-huh. has got some good tunes in it. Definitely. What's next on the agenda? Fast forward. Any bits that you would fast forward? We spoke about the beginning. It has got a really long setup, actually. It um, does. But I don't think you can miss any of that out. Yeah, because it's fast-paced. It's good. Yeah. It's, it's, it is long, but it is all interesting. It's fast-paced. It, it, it drives the character forward. You get a good idea of like what his life's about, which the job, as yeah. Jean said. Yeah. You know, it, like even when him and his girlfriend are essentially like parting ways permanently... He still can't turn off and he's like, you do know that window was broken from the inside. <laughs> <laughs> and now we know Kate Blanchett's face in that is just hilarious. She's yeah. just like, oh, <laughs> just not even now. You can't do it. I do think it's too long. Yeah, I But I don't like, know what you could cut out. I feel like the last few minutes of it, really. For me, the yeah. film ends, like, you know, when they've got Simon Skinner, when, yes. you know... Frank's just crashed his car because the swans attacked him. Yes, police car and stuff. And yeah, I I don't need the I don't need the, like the last few minutes where the doctor comes back. I do quite like that little coda though. It's like the yeah. end of Alien, you know, where you mm-hmm. think you think the bad guy's gone. Yeah, but, oh, so. we forgot about him. Or um, what else? Well, actually, Die Hard. I was gonna say Die it's Hard. A bit Die Hard. Yeah, isn't exactly. It? Yeah, because yeah. you know you think all your baddies are dead. Yes, and then is it Carl? He jumps up at the end. Is it yeah, I think it is, yeah. He just jumps up and you're like, whoa, where's he come from? I thought exactly. everyone was well dead by now. So it is a trope, um, isn't it? Yeah. It's an action film trope. So I suppose it, it has to be the... Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I think... Didn't they use... Is it Roger Ebert's Little Big Movies or Big Little Movies book or right. something? And it's all about cliches in films. Like, yeah. they, like Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright researched that book for all the sort of film cliches. It shows. And and shoehorned as many in, I think, as they yeah, could. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I suppose, like, you've got to have that little extra. You do, yeah. Bad, so, bad guy bit at the end. Exactly. So I really don't... I don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't cut it. You can't cut the swan. No. Because, he, you know, the swan has a, an integral part in the, the final chase. Mm-hmm. You can't cut the, the, the arsenal of weapons... Yeah, no, you can't get because, rid of that. Because, again, that you, you need those weapons, otherwise where do they come from? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Even, even like, your kid nicking the stuff in the supermarket, you can't really Well, there's just such a good chase. Because, it's yeah. a Point Break-esque it is. chase, so you can't, you can't cut that out. What's up, Danny? Never taking a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to get the fences in there Exactly. Somehow. Let's do... Um, let's do connections to, to Shaun of the Dead uh-huh. while we're on never taking a shortcut before obviously it's part of the Cornetto trilogy mm-hmm. this is Blue Cornetto it is um, Red Cornetto for, for Shaun and Green Cornetto for World's End because mm-hmm. green represents rubbish <laughs> I think it's supposed to represent <laughs> science science fiction 
stuff. Green is the colour of disappointment. Yeah, it is. Yeah, sadly. Let's never speak of it again. (sighs) So sad. So disappointed. So sad. I think only The Hobbit has disappointed me more (laughs) than World's End. I'm already hurting. Why did you have to bring that up? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, But just I love all the links to Shaun of the Dead. Um, The Corner Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, the change on the counter, yeah. Um, the shortcut, never taken a shortcut before. <laughs> um, the bathroom cabinet. There's a there's okay. a bathroom cabinet, um, quote unquote, jump scare mm-hmm. in uh, in Hot Fuzz. There's also one in Shaun of the Dead, right? Um, and that again, director's commentary. Uh, I wish I was this clever, but I just I picked it up just listening to Edgar Wright talk about it. Everyone thinks that's from American Wolf in London. Yeah. That's going on the list. Um, <laughs> but it's from a Roman Polanski film, apparently. Oh. That was the first one that did the the, the, the bathroom mirror, oh, closing right, the bathroom like the, mirror, yeah. and there's suddenly something behind you that you didn't see before. So you've got that connection. through the, I don't nice. know if there's one in World's End. Maybe there is. I'm not going to watch it again. No, I don't think to find we need out. to she watch Don't need again. to do that, no. Mm-hmm. The Not a Performing Monkey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> theme that runs through them. Um Danny's Danny's clapping. Danny, yeah. Danny's oh, monkey clapping. Bless him. He's so cute when he does that. <laughs> he though. is. He is. And then he he run. He he wins the uh, he wins the monkey. He does at the fight. And he, there's a point where he's eating chunky monkey. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that was the best cream. flavor of Ben and Jerry's. I don't think I've ever had it. Oh. Is it actually monkey flavour? No monkeys were harmed in the making of the ice cream. I don't know. I've never eaten a monkey. So what? What flavour is it? It's um banana ice cream. Oh, oh, it used monkey. to be yeah, got it. banana ice cream. Chocolate Ooh. chunks. And I I don't think I'm making this up. We're not doing an ice cream podcast, I know this. But <laughs> does anybody else remember that Chunky Monkey used to have little chocolate-shaped monkeys I in the ice right cream? And now it's disappointingly just rectangles of chocolate. They're probably quite expensive. Mm. Mini chocolate monkeys. Um, yeah, maybe. But I feel like if you, were already, if you already had the equipment to stamp those little chocolate monkeys out, then true. why not? Yeah, Why not just continue true. that? It was great. Um, and I think it's right got to ben and nuts in as well. To find out. Has it still got nuts in? It did. It might have been a while since I've eaten yeah, it. Yeah, they tend to take nuts out of things, don't they, these days? Do they? Because people are allergic. Oh. It's dangerous. Yeah, I suppose so. It's very considerate. It is. Ben yeah. and Jerry's, if you'd like to send us some chocolate. Yeah. Um, um, chocolate monkeys. Just so we can check. Or ice cream. Just so we can yeah. check that um, the flavours are right of Chunky Monkey. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll, we'll take, take you up on that. So, yeah, Shaun of the Dead. Still my favourite. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good film. We'll just have to agree to disagree on that one. Shaun of the Dead turns up in the bagging bin of DVDs. It in the does a zombies party. Zombies party. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. It's not quite getting the theme of the film, I don't think, it's not, calling it think zombies that was, party. Is that the Portuguese yeah. title? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Yeah, it's not much of a party. It, it, it doesn't feel like party it. for the zombies. I mean, Maybe. if I went to a party like that, I don't think I'd go to another party similar. No, you know? I don't think you would. I mean, partly because you'd be like living dead, but... Yes. Yeah. I suppose there's that bit with the flashing lights where they all look like they're raving. Yeah. Maybe that's yeah. that's the party. That's mm-hmm. the zombies party. And Super Cop, apparently, that is a real uh, DVD. Oh, really? Yes, it is. It's nice. Police Story 3. So okay. it's the alternate title for Jackie Chan's Police Story 3. Nice. Useless fact, though. I just I wrote that down. So oh, I thought I'd say it. Um, <laughs> another Shaun of the Dead 
Hot Fuzz similarity is one I was talking about earlier mm. where Simon Skinner's got all his staff stood in the windows looking quite like scary and ominous. True, yes. And, so, and it's kind of like the zombies it is. in the window at the Winchester. Yes, indeed. Where they're pulling at the windows. <laughs> turn the yeah. light on. See all those faces and go, oh, turn it off again. <laughs> oh, how is Shaun of the Dead not your favourite film? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. Shocking. Where are we up to? We did fast forward. We, we did. did. Uh, we did. Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite lines, and can you use them in real life? Because it's great when it, when there's your favorite line out of a film. Uh-huh. But you, it's it's even better if you can actually use them. You can actually incorporate them into conversation. Easy one on a daily basis. Yarp. Yarp. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> to the point where now even my other half <laughs> says yarp. And <laughs> he's never one. watched the film. Because I've tried to get him to watch the film. It's not his cup of tea. No. Doesn't like it. It's fine. We're still together. I'm over it. <laughs> but, yeah, he actually uses Yarp. That's a very good one. Mm. Yeah. Um, I do. I say more often than I probably should, the greater good. <laughs> the greater good. However, exactly. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> but like, then I get really disappointed if, if the if other person doesn't, doesn't repeat say, it. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got to repeat it. Absolutely. I'm <laughs> waiting for them to, to say it. Um <laughs> So, yeah, most of the rest of it, you just, you can't slip into uh, general conversation. No. I mean, um, you can kind of steal from it. Like, the whole Auntie Jackie's sister's brother's boy lives with his mum and sister. They're the same yes. person. We've got we've <laughs> yeah. got Dave's dad's dog's dead. Dave's dad's dog's dead, yeah. Yeah, it's not quite the same, but it's inspired. It is inspired by, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. why do you want to be a policeman officer? I think he's <laughs> one of my favourite lines. I actually do call police officers policemen officers <laughs> and policewomen officers. <laughs> Uh, and Judge Judy, an executioner. Yeah, yeah. But again, also a good difficult one. to uh, to crowbar into conversation. Yeah, I do try with great big bushy beard as well. <laughs> great big bushy beard. Great big bushy beard. Like <laughs> Jim Jugglers is amazing saying those words. <laughs> he is. He is. Yeah. It's just the best. Yeah. Yeah. Crusty jugglers. Crusty jugglers. Hilarious. It is. <laughs> Yeah, maybe there are more quotable lines in the film than, mm-hmm. than I'm thinking of. Are there any lines in the film that can be made funnier by adding the words "due to the pandemic" <laughs> um, <laughs> at the end of the, this was a this was a WhatsApp conversation we had a few weeks ago? Um, I think yeah. most most of the lines in the film, because they are already funny, mm-hmm. are actually made less funny by yeah. adding "due to the pandemic" yeah. uh, on the end of them. Possibly, is there a place in a man's head where if you shoot it, <laughs> it will explode due to the pandemic? That is a good look back to Shaun of the Dead. Possibly. <laughs> True, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, that is a good look. Yeah, I can't think of any more that, that you can make uh, funnier mm-hmm. by adding those words on. But is the film COVID safe? Is it... Um, uh, are there any, I've watched a few films recently where I've actually found myself getting a little bit anxious because there's a lot of people yeah. and they're all in really close proximity I've and it kind of makes well. my ventilate a little bit it doesn't feel normal anymore no it really doesn't you're like, like oh why are those too many people in that restaurant it's not Covid safe it's not there are lots of crowds yeah you've got the NWA meeting lots of people yeah um, yeah lots of crowds the, lots, lots of police people station the, the yeah. police station you know. the pub the pub still smoking in pubs the pub doesn't seem any different to covid times to be fair no true yeah yeah that's fair point i did notice that um in the shootout at the end mm-hmm. um once all the cavalry turn up in the pub they're all wearing face shields oh. <laughs> which i thought was rather appropriate for yeah. the time yeah um, okay yeah so there's a lot of face shields good on so them. yeah so we approve of that taking the ppe seriously indeed indeed yeah very good um but yeah 
Uh, oh, oh, just sorry, you've just reminded me of another favourite line. An old man with a murderous obsession. <laughs> That's from the pub bit. Yes. Sorry, just had to get that out. Yeah. The pub, sadly, is not in Wells. Is it it's not? It's in Beaconsfield. I don't even know where Beaconsfield oh. is. So uh, just, just putting that in there, just in case okay. we did want to go on a road trip mm-hmm. to Wells. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Swan Hotel's there. Yes. Um, yeah. Wells has a cathedral. It does, which had to be digitally painted out of every right. shot, apparently. Okay. Because Wells is technically a city because yeah. it's got a cathedral. Because that's the definition of a of a city. Yeah. It has to have a cathedral or a university, is that mm-hmm. right? I think so. So they had to paint out the cathedral wow. in order to make it um, look like a village. Well, that's expensive. Than a, that's absolutely. expensive for a British film. That is expensive, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it probably cost about as much as Bill Nye's cameo. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> So, um, so yeah. So, okay, so the pub is in Beaconsfield. We've yes. got the Swan Hotel in, in Wells. Wells. The church is real? The church is real, yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, the church is real because um, a couple of days ago, after deciding this was the film we were going to she watch, she watch. Or she watch. a friend sent me some photos saying, guess where we are? Oh, Honestly, same thing happened to me. Yeah, oh, Is it okay. the same person? I don't... <laughs> We'll discuss this. Yeah, off. we need to sort this <laughs> yeah. out in a bit. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Guess where we are? And How odd! I just looked and went. Oh, oh you're in Samford. Samford. <laughs> so excited. I was going to comment on Facebook. You're in Samford, but I thought that might go over oh. said person's head. Interesting. Uh, in yeah, okay. I feel like we could like just need to pause this for a moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is it has it dated at all? I think the one thing that has dated is the price of beer. Oh, when they hand over the money, um, oh, and they get changed. And back they from get changed. Yes, exactly. They, <laughs> yeah. they have two pints, and they get changed from a fiver. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's definitely a thing of the past. Uh, and the smoking in the pubs. There is smoking in the pubs. Um, um, apart from that, I think it's you know we're doing okay for thirteen years later. Yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's not too bad. There's obviously some outdated. Um, stereotypes but that's yeah. that's part of the whole i do wonder it's... if olivia coleman watches it back now and kind of cringes at like her character a bit sometimes but i think she's intentionally of course yeah um, she's yeah she's doing it because that is, ta- yes yeah that's the that whole, is that's the, the human. character exactly yeah. yeah which brings us to is it a more movie um oh. is it a more movie so this is this is the bechdel test which was brought about by alison bechdel i think i'm right in saying she wrote a, a comic strip um, yeah. and there were two characters in it and they went to see uh, if they could see a film which the three rules are that it has to have two women in it mm-hmm. uh, at least two women they have to talk about something other than men Yeah. so those are the three uh, uh, characteristics mm-hmm. of a film that passes the Bechdel test Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of really good films that don't and it's not necessarily a bad thing but it's just a measure of how many women yeah, are in exactly. the film and, and how well they're, they're treated um, by the script. Mm-hmm. So, fair to say, this film does not pass the Bechdel test. No. It is not a film that Mo could go and see. I did try to eke it into the Mo movie category yeah. because I got that Annette and Amanda have their little radio communicators. Like, oh, all the yeah, NWA yeah. members have their little That's radios. Yeah. And Annette and Amanda do converse over the radio twice. But okay, yeah. The first time it's that Sergeant Angels in your shop get a yes. look at his arse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 
doesn't pass disqualified. the test. Yeah. Yeah, disqualified. Um, the second time is when he returns, tooled up, with yeah. all his all his guns and glory. Um, and it's get a look at his horse. So they are yes. still talking about a fella. They are. But... Yeah. Uh, are they, they are objectifying They are fella. objectifying. So yeah, I'm not sure are. if you get extra points or if you get points deducted for that. <laughs> um, two out of three. They get two out of yeah. three. Because it's two women having a conversation, unfortunately... It is. It is kind of eyeball. It is definitely about a about a man. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I I wrote down um, that the only interaction that I spot. Well done for spotting that. The only interaction between two women that I spotted was when um, in the supermarket shootout, Olivia Coleman's character hits Alice Law's <laughs> character in the face with a safety sign. Absolutely sign. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not sure counts. I don't think it does. Um, no, that's but not, it is brilliant. It's not like yes. a positive it's not. encounter. It is not a positive female <laughs> encounter, no. But it is very funny. It is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But, Absolutely. Um, it's not, sadly, a movie that Mo could go and watch. No. But... Which brings on to our next character, can you watch it with your mum? Now, I realise that this is a very movable measure because it depends who your mum is. It does. But we're talking about, you know, a, a stereotypical mum mm-hmm. who likes Downton Abbey. Bit of CSI sometimes. Bit of CSI occasionally, yeah. Corrie. Corrie, those kind of standards. Yeah. Can you take your mum to watch Hot Fuzz? And again, we have to preface this by saying... You took your mum to see <laughs> Borat. Borat and Black and Swan. Black Swan. Black Swan was uncomfortable. I would imagine so. It was pretty uncomfortable. I mean, it was kind of hilarious because for anybody who's not seen Black Swan, there is a very graphic sort of scene in it quite far into the film. There is, yes. Um, of two people having relations, shall we say. Indeed, yes. And... I'm watching this scene, very much aware that my mum sat at the side of me. And next minute, I just see her, like, dip down for a handbag, put it on a knee, which is a proper mumsy thing to do, <laughs> putting is. a handbag on a knee, and then going, Russell, 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 and lifting out an Uncle Joe's mint ball. We also don't mind if you send us some samples of those. We like them. Uh, we do like them. Unwrapping one quite noisily, popping one in her mouth and then offering them to me and, like, my other sister and friends that are sat nearby. And I was laughing. It was very uncomfortable. I can imagine. More uncomfortable for mum. I found it quite funny. Maybe you just need to check the BBFC classification of films in the future. (laughs) Maybe I do. Yeah. She (laughs) did laugh a lot at Borat, though. I'll give her that. She enjoyed every moment of Borat. And especially the running through the hotel naked bit. She found that hilarious. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, yeah, is I could take my Is she a fan of mom. Hot Fuzz, though? Is she, would, would she be a fan of Hot Fuzz? I think she would find things to enjoy about it. Yeah. I don't know if she would love it, but I reckon if I said to my mum, hey, mum, we're going to have a film night, we're going to watch Hot Fuzz, she'd be like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a go. She, she'd do it. And, yeah. and I would be perfectly comfortable watching it. There's a couple of Fine. bits of gore, as you say. There's a couple of bits of bad language. Yeah. One of my favourite bits, actually, on The Quiet is the bit where um, they keep putting money in the swear box. <laughs> <laughs> when he's having a full-on meltdown. Because by this point, he's having a full-on yeah. meltdown. Yes, yeah. there's a lot of effing and jeffing and there's a lot of money going in that swear mm-hmm. box. And the swear box is kind of hilarious in and of itself. Yeah, absolutely. That, um, it's there's a censored. Lot, there's a lot of words that are censored, but one yeah. word that isn't. Oh, 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. word. That, that word isn't, isn't sensitive. Yeah, it's yeah. not sensitive. Which is kind of, you know, it's a bit naughty. But it is. It's very funny. Yeah, a bit tongue in cheek. It is. Yeah, definitely. Nice. So, can so, you watch with you with your mum? Could you watch it with your mum? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. No. Um, no, I don't think I'd recommend it to my mum. I just don't think she'd like it. I yeah. think there comes a point in your life where you realise that you like different stuff to your mum and dad. Mm-hmm. I know that's a really obvious thing to say, but I think it first happened to me when I recommended the Hudsucker Proxy to my mum and dad. I don't know if you've seen it. I know. Um, no, I is it a Coen Brothers film? I haven't seen it for years and years, but I absolutely loved it. Recommended it to them and they could not make head nor tail of it. And right. I couldn't really get my head around it. I thought, I really love this film. Uh-huh. It's great. Tim Robbins is a little bit off kilter, you know, it's a bit bit weird. Yeah. But it's great. Mm-hmm. And I really had this confusion. It's like, but, but it's great. <laughs> but why would no Aww. one like it? And then suddenly realised, oh, yeah, your parents don't necessarily like the same stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, there comes yeah. a point where, you know, we have to leave behind childish things and yeah. forge our own path. Yeah. So um, I don't think it's not particularly. I'm sure my mum has seen worse things with worse words mm-hmm. and worse gore, but yeah. I just don't think it will be her thing. No, that's fair but, enough. Uh, yeah, but it's not particularly offensive. It's not particularly high on the on the level of things you can't watch with your mum. No, it's not particularly. It's not. It's not Black Swan. No, there are no prolonged. <laughs> there are no prolonged scenes um, which require Uncle Joe's mint balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have an Uncle Joe's Mint Ball score. Yeah. How many Uncle Joe's Mint Balls <laughs> out of ten? <laughs> I reckon we could get through Hot Fuzz with my mum with zero oh, Uncle zero Joe's Mint Balls. balls. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Zero Mint Balls. Yeah. Could it start a franchise? Do we need a prequel or a sequel? Now, we've obviously mm. already discussed that it's part of the Cornetto duo. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Let's very just, very Orwellian. Yeah. Just uh, rewriting history. Yes, in yeah. style. <laughs> um, so we've already kind of got Shaun of the Dead isn't a prequel. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of spiritual prequel. Yeah. And I think you've got the whole um you've got Nick Angel's origin story at mm-hmm. the beginning, haven't you? Yeah, you do. And you don't care about any more than what's there. Not really. No. I don't think you do. No, I think Edgar I mean, Wright is brilliant at, at just telling a long story in a short period of time. Yeah. Got all those little shortcuts, and mm-hmm. it's really funny. I don't need to. And you even get a little bit of pre-pre story a bit later on in the film. Yeah, where he tells Danny how he became a policeman, policeman officer. officer. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we've got all the info we need. We don't need There's any. There's no of that. need for a prequel. No, no. I mean, and you couldn't write a prequel about Samford really, because that might be. Yeah. I mean, I know the murderers. Yeah. At this point. But they, they they weren't always. They weren't. Maybe we need a Sanford origin story. Mm. Or is that just the Wicker Man? <laughs> yeah. Or have, have films like that been been yes. made already? Yeah. You know, there's a story well, there. We do, I don't we think do we get a it. bit of story, though, don't we? With, yeah. With um, Frank, you know, explaining about his wife, Danny's mum, going yes, crazy. Yes, we do. Yeah, and, yeah. And why she went crazy. Again, And, I d- and that's kind of kick-started the whole... Murderous NWA, didn't it? You yeah. Know. So we don't need to see that, do mm-hmm. we? Are no. you listening, Peter Jackson? Yeah. We don't need <laughs> Stay away to... <laughs> from this. <laughs> we don't need to see all of that stuff. Don't make three three-hour films no, about it, please. No, this is how you make a film. You just put it all in there. Mm-hmm. You don't need any of that yeah. extra stuff. And do that... we need a sequel? 
Do we need to find out what's, what happens to... I, no. Do you think Nick stays in Sanford? Well, this is my worry. I, I fear that if there was a sequel, it wouldn't be realistic. No. Because they would either have to keep Nick and Danny together, but were, or, or Nicholas Angel would just be back in London, maybe. And I think he'd get pretty bored of being in Sanford after a while. Yeah. So I reckon at some point he probably went back to London. And yeah. maybe Danny tried to get transferred with him and couldn't. Or maybe he did. Maybe he did. Cause maybe he did. There's um there's a bit of there's a bit of grease about this. Yeah. Isn't there? Where um stay with me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you nervously going, go on. Yeah. yeah, I always used to I always used to misunderstand Greece. Because okay. I always used to think, how come she has to change? Yeah, it's And he doesn't. Me. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But he kind of does change because he doesn't have a leather jacket on at the end. He has a a, a letterman um, you know. yeah he has the cardigan he, he has the cardigan on yeah. yeah he doesn't keep it on for long to be fair I was just going to say yeah it's like there he goes a... oh, I've made an effort but yeah you, you go <laughs> girl you exactly, come to my yeah, side exactly yeah. yeah I've always had a little bit of a problem with mm-hmm. that but they do both make an effort to, to you know to come to they each do. other's yeah Trying to find some common ground. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so that, that kind of thing does happen in Hot Fuzz, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you've got Nick Angel who fully embraces the action yeah. cop. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you've got Danny who's reading about proper policing. Yeah. You know, oh, so, I, know, I know, yeah, it's cute. Oh, it is. Like, they, so, they try, yeah, they make each other better. They do. Without even really trying. They yeah. Just, they just have a good effect on each other. They do. Apparently, yeah. there was originally a part written for um, Nick Angel's girlfriend. Right. And then they cut her out. But they kept a lot of the lines in. Right, okay. So that's why it's almost like oh, a bromance oh, okay. kind of thing going on. You. So I just think that's, yeah. that's a really good little... You, did you just think oh. it was written like that from the beginning? But yeah. apparently not. I love their bromance. I know. I know, it's great. It's sweet. So, yeah, so you've got that kind of coming together, haven't you? So maybe Danny mm-hmm. does make it as a, you know, a maybe proper... Maybe he does. I mean... A proper cop. Yeah. I guess I guess they could, like, live it large in London. Yeah, they could. Or, you know, why, why down south? Bring it up north. Absolutely. Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But I don't think I need to see that. No. I think we can just dream about that. We'll just we, we assume just that make that up our own happens. little version. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. It's just a... Perfect little film in and of itself. It is. We yeah, don't need a franchise. Need yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Any other business? Is there anything that we've missed out? Anything we haven't spoken about? Oh, a little, um, a little bit of IMDb uh, trivia. Yeah. Um, the house that gets blown up. Yeah. Is Dave Bassett, England manager's <laughs> real house? Really? It is. Oh, wow. Apparently so. That's very random, <laughs> it's, isn't it? I guess yeah. it's not random at all. Probably. But, uh, no. Yeah. No. That's cool. It is. I like yeah. that trivia. Maybe we maybe we need to rewatch <laughs> Dave Bassett, England manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a little connection. Nice. Yeah. The film makes a lot of nods to other films. It does. But, I mean, we've already mentioned it. You know that it, it does have similarities to other films, and they've pulled inspiration from a lot of the films and like gone through all the cliches and yes. things like that. But you know, shout out to things like Point Break, Bad Boys Two. Obviously, um, one of my particular favourite bits in the whole shootout yeah. is the uh, there must be a technical name for this, and if I'd actually bothered to study the entire course, <laughs> I might know what the name is. But when they do that, where the camera pans round oh, them both, yeah. that proper that, with that music with the music, yeah, as yeah, well. that proper bad boys. It is moment, bad boys too. That is that is very cool, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that bit. Yeah, me too. You know, all the Shaun of the Dead nods 
I believe that landlady of the Swan Hotel, not landlady, uh, uh, owner of the Swan Hotel. Billy Whitelaw. Billy Hag. Whitelaw, thank you. Fascist. Hag. Yeah. <laughs> so she's the one reading out um, the good news sort of bits at the NWA meetings. Right. And she mentions that a woman's given birth to twins. Oh, okay. And then in a later meeting, at the, at the meeting, like, much later where they're yeah. all in the black cloaks and, you know... Nicholas Angel's about to go and grab them all. Yeah. Um, she mentions that the twins have been named. Um, it's a nod to Lethal Weapon. The, the oh, twins' names yes. are, like, the characters' names from, from Lethal, Lethal Weapon. Weapon. Yeah. We'll edit this in later. Yeah, It'll we'll edit seamless. this in later. It'll be seamless. Yeah. Footnote. The twins were indeed named after Roger and Martin. The characters played by Danny Glover and Mel Gibson in Lethal Weapon. So, you know, nods to a lot of, like, just American buddy, action yeah, films. The, buddy the buddy cops, cop, yeah, definitely. Uh, films, yeah. And He-Man. Lots of He-Man <laughs> references in there. <laughs> By the power of Grayskull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's fab. It's a great film. We love it. We do. So I think we've said everything that we need to say mm-hmm. about the film. We've kept it shorter than the actual film, which Yay. was our, our only aim. I don't our know only how. Aim. I don't know how, no. I don't know how. But uh, I think we've done okay. Yeah. We've said everything we need to say. Hope you've enjoyed it. Absolutely. We've enjoyed it. We've yeah. had fun. If nobody else has had fun, yeah. we've enjoyed it. We need a proper sign-off. Mm. Have, you, have you written this down? Have you got Have you got, have you got anything? Narp. That'll do. <laughs>